Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello, hola, good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time of day it is. How are we? Fantastic, how are you? Don't do it again, Jen. Just answer me. How are you? Well, thanks. Great. Who's going to do that thing where you say, I wasn't asking you. How are you? Oh, honestly, never felt better. We've had a good day today, haven't we? We've had a splendid day. Recording it on a Sunday. That's weird, isn't it? It is. We always record it on a Thursday. I think I'd rather go back to Thursday, personally. Yeah, me too. I've done a lot today. I've hung up a photo frame. You have. You've frame. done an excellent job. I mean, it's not fell down yet and it's been up for a good two hours, so yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah, it's a as well, isn't it? It is massive. Done a good job with um, it. I've emptied the boot of the car. Mm-hmm, so and, I can put Reggie in the car now. And I've cleaned out the pasta cupboard. Big day for us. We'll not be putting Reggie in the pasta cupboard though. <laughs> no, it's a bit small. A little bit. Um, yeah. Especially now it's full. Very good point. Mm-hmm. I like that we call it the pasta cupboard. Even though there's rice in there and tin foil and other things. Yeah. Still and sun cream. <laughs> yeah, sun cream. There's just a full shelf of pasta. Can someone tell me where you're supposed to keep sun cream? Don't know. Because it's one of those things where you don't have enough of it to have its own like space. Mm. You don't have like a sun cream cupboard, do you? No. That's the goal. My goal is to go on holiday that much that I need a <laughs> cupboard devoted to sun cream. That's my goal. <gasps> that much sun cream. No one ever needs that much sun cream at one time, though, do they? Yeah, because I go on holiday that much. Mm. I just need an endless supply. Just ready to get on that jet too to Tenerife. <laughs> I think we could better places to go right now. <laughs> Jennifer, I could go on holiday every single day. I'll be happy wherever it is. I'll take, I'll take <laughs> Tenerife. Touche, touche. Mm. So, what we're we talking about this week? This week, we are talking about the ultimate secret to weight loss success. It's, it's slightly false advertising. No, it's not. It? Don't do this, Jen. You're yeah. sending them off the podcast. I've told you this. Oh, sorry. We're two minutes in. You're telling them we're not going to talk about the title. We are We, we are, are going to give you the ultimate secret to weight loss success. We well, are, yeah, but it's just expecting. not what you're expecting. Well, that's the point of the podcast, isn't it? Oh, hit you with a plot twist. Jen, honestly, get rid of the listeners. I'm Yeah, just get rid of the listeners from two minutes in. If anything, I'm enticing them in to see what the plot twist is. No, they're not bothered. They just want answers. Oh, I'll give them them. Good, that's all that matters then. Um, they keep listening. Yeah, if you keep listening, I'll give you an answer. Um, also, if you keep listening, I promise I won't sing for the entire podcast. That's a lie, I don't think I can promise that. I don't big, even know um, I'm doing it. That's a big claim to make. I don't have a conscious like ability to stop myself, it just happens. Oh, Phil's tired. <laughs> Why am I? Because I was yawned. Well, no one would have known if you didn't say anything. Do you not think? No. I thought it was quite a vocal yawn. No, I did a quiet one. <laughs> I ate, do you know what I ate, mate? There's certain things that you can do that don't require noise. Like there is. Mm. But when people do the lap, like when they yawn, I go, ah. And I'm like, you didn't need to do that. Would you have ever tried yawning, yawning <laughs> without either making facial expressions or noises when it's quite inappropriate to do so? Yeah, it feels like your head's about to explode. <laughs> 
Like, you, you end up pulling a really strange face. Yeah, I like vibrates. I just did an impression, which no one can see. This is only the YouTube channel, because that is factual. And I guarantee everybody listening to this did this on Zoom at some point while she was working from home. Yeah. 100%. It feels like your nose is about to explode and your ears, and there's that urge just coming out your face from somewhere. Yeah. I just tired. tried to do it without a noise and just... Shock. Shock. Shooketh. Shooketh. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about the ultimate secret to weight loss success, which as Jen said, sounds a little bit of an extravagant title, but what we're going to be doing is talking you through one of the biggest mistakes that people make, but from there, that's going to allow you to then understand how to not make that mistake and then basically take that as the biggest secret to weight loss Mm -hmm. success. And to keep it kind of short and sweet to begin with, a lot of the time when we speak to people about just weight loss in general, one of the biggest barriers to sort of achieving it or getting to where they want to get to is the fact that they just don't enjoy the process like they, they actually use in fact they say the complete opposite they absolutely hate the process they've, mm. they've developed an absolute hatred for trying to lose weight they've got mm. no time for it no energy for it um people have said you know i just can't be bothered i just really i don't think it's worth it like i've tried it 15 20 50 times in the past and every single time i've just hated it i've just not enjoyed it and unfortunately, in life, as humans, we're almost developed to things that to kind of be enticed by things we enjoy, mm-hmm. aren't we? Like we sort of pulled in by things that we enjoy. Which is probably a natural human instinct, isn't it? One hundred percent, yeah. As humans, that's what we are. And we we touched on this last week in the uh, food triggers episode in regards to like we're pulled in by things mm-hmm. that seem like oh, I want that. So when you're on a journey, irrelevant of what that journey is. If you don't enjoy it, like if you genuinely have a almost a, a hatred of it, like some people do, mm. it's going to be pretty impossible to actually continue on that journey. And often the reason that people don't enjoy it is because they focus all the time, all their effort and all their energy into that end goal. So it's right, I need to lose weight and therefore that's my focus. I want to lose, let's say for example, three stone. So my goal is I need to lose three stone. That's my goal. And there's no actual thought or sort of energy put into today, now, this moment, the process that you're going through. It's just the end goal, I need to lose three stone. And that's it. And that's all that matters. And that's all I'm going to focus on. That's all I'm going to think about. That's all that matters. And once I get there, once I've hit that three stone point, that's when I'll be happy. And that's where I need to get to. And that's what I want to achieve. And today doesn't matter. And next month doesn't matter. I just need to get to that three stone mark. I think you can see that from week to week as well when you're saying like, the end result of a week as well when it's like got to lose two pound this week got to lose three pound this week got to do this got to do this and i think a really good way of looking at this is um thinking about money and if anyone's listened to steven's podcast which if you've not would highly recommend go follow him on instagram and get his book happy sexy millionaire is it steven bartlett it is yeah steven bartlett doesn't sound like what it would be (laughs) but he um, is just a really, really great guy and does a lot of stuff around like mindset and stuff. So we listen to his podcast quite a lot. And he had a guy on called Mo Garda, is that how I say it? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, haven't listened to this. You've got to because he talks about basically the key to happiness. Uh, but to kind of summarise the basics of what he was saying is he was basically the chief business officer at Google X. So he was pretty high up at Google, so you can imagine how much money he had. Um, He actually described it as the second best job on the planet. On the planet, 
that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. isn't it? So he literally was saying that he had absolutely everything you could have ever wanted. Like, he, what was the story about the car? So he had one car and that wasn't making him happy. So he was like, tell you what, I'll get it in a different colour and that'll yeah, make him happy. Yeah, he said it was the wrong colour. That's the wrong why I wasn't colour. happy, yeah. Yeah, so he literally just had everything he could ever want and everything well, he ever wanted. Well, the story imagined. about the car is he got that in a different colour and then he didn't like that either. So then mm. he got it with a different engine and didn't like that. And in the end, he had something like 18 cars. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't he had it? had 18 cars at one point. I was on, still not happy. And Villas and... Could literally afford anything ever. Like, yeah. No barriers, no struggles Nothing. in theory in um, regards to what you need to buy. But plot plot twist, he was depressed. <laughs> like very depressed. Very, very depressed. And I think he was basically saying the thing that the, the biggest problem was that he was he was chasing happiness within objects and, and possessions and, and what he, he was able to buy. Um, and because of that, happiness was always in the future. And he was never going to reach that because he was constantly chasing something that was in the future. He needed to bring that happiness into the present, which is what the whole podcast is about. And it is genuinely unbelievable. So well worth a listen. Um, but Not as good as this episode, though. So keep listening to this one. No, keep listening to this one this first. Um, but it's a story that you hear time and time again with like the, these entrepreneurs who've got like millions of pounds who are just Billions. like i could I, could li- I literally have everything i could ever need but i'm i wasn't happy like honestly like if you listen to any kind of self-development or business or any kind of like podcast like that or book that you read it's the same story you hear time and time again that, that if you're chasing happiness in the future or through possessions you're never going to get it and it's that same idea when you're in a health and fitness journey especially if you if you're, one of your goals is to lose weight then it's putting that happiness on a number at the end of that journey, basically. And it's that same idea of you're going to keep chasing it, but it's it's always going to be in the future, isn't it? I love the phrase that if you chase happiness, or if you put happiness at a point in the future, then that's where it will always stay, yeah. in the future. So clever. And what, what was Jimmy Kerr's meaning to life also on Stephen Bartlett's podcast? Mm. Uh, he thought the meaning to life was enjoying the passage of time. Enjoying the pa- enjoy the passage of time. Yeah, yeah which is the same thing, and and this is essentially what this is. It's bringing that idea into your health and fitness journey, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it's so 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 easy to get fixated on that end result. As I was touching on before, like it's so easy to be like, right, as long as I get to that three stone loss, that's when I'll be happy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to train every single day, and I'm going to make sure that I'm punishing myself with these exercises that I'm doing, so that I feel sore, so that I feel tired, so that I'm aching, so that I'm sweating. I'm going to put absolutely everything that I've physically got into those workouts. Back to back classes. Yeah, I'm going to do like spin into abs. Then I'm going to do body pump into body combat, and I'm going to do Zumba into combat and then I'm going to do a workout and then I'm going to go straight to spin after it and it's absolute madness I understand why you do it fully 100% understand exactly why because it's this fixation on well I need to get there as quick as I can I have to get to this end goal because that's where happiness is and ultimately we want to get to happiness as quick as we possibly can in theory don't we that's Mm -hmm. the I want to get happy now so the more exercise I can do the more I can punish myself with exercise the more that I can restrict my food intake every single day, so I'm not eating this, I'm not eating this, and I'm not eating this, the more I can miss social occasions to ensure that my calorie intake's less throughout the week, because I know all those foods aren't going to help me along, in theory, on paper, on my journey, then the quicker I'm going to get to happiness, because that's where it is, that's where it exists, that's where, if I get to that point where I've lost three stone, then I'm happy, so I'll just punish myself, restrict my food, not go out, not see my friends, not have social occasions, and then I'll lose three stone, and then I'll be really happy. 
But unfortunately, what happens is we just end up continually beating ourselves up because we feel like we failed all the time. Yeah, we set all these rules, these expectations, these ways we feel like we should lead our lives in order to get to that result as quick as we possibly can. And then when we don't match up to those expectations, which are usually like a million miles away from where you're currently at when you start out, it's that that negative self-talk that then comes in as a result of that, isn't it? 100%. And ultimately, what we've got to look at is, if your goal is to be happy, why is your goal technically now, every single day, to be unhappy? Because I'm not having that that people enjoy punishing themselves. I know we think we do, and we we, we almost tell ourselves that we enjoy it because we know that the second we stop enjoying it, we'll stop doing it. So we almost say, no, no, I, I love doing those three classes in a row. You probably don't. I know that's hard to hear, but you probably don't, and you probably know that yourself. You might enjoy spin, great, but you probably don't enjoy the fact that you you go 14 times a week and have to go twice a day Mm -hmm. to try and burn as many calories as you physically possibly can. And we know that that isn't enjoyable. And I know fully well that you don't enjoy not being able to eat the foods that you do enjoy, because why would you? You enjoy them. So by restricting them, there's no happiness there either. I've no doubt that you get happiness from social occasions, seeing your friends, seeing your family, being able to go out, go to the Christmas markets, do all these things that are fun. And so what we're technically doing is we're cutting out everything from our life that we enjoy and we're replacing that with stuff that we don't enjoy. So is it any wonder that we're not happy right now, that we're not enjoying the process? And so irrelevant of what your goal is, it doesn't really matter what the result is or where that's supposed to be because... You're never going to be happy now if you get rid of everything you enjoy and replace it with stuff you don't enjoy. And I think that's why people then find it so hard to upkeep that behaviour for more than a week. And that's why we end up at the weekend like dropping all those habits because it's, it's really difficult to upkeep such a high standard. It's not even a high standard. It's a unachievable standard of living. Yeah. And I think that's why we then get stuck into this cycle because like we're trying to rush to that end goal yet we can't maintain the habits that we feel are deemed necessary to get there because we're not enjoying it we're not finding any kind of satisfaction within that and it's interesting because when we look at kind of as Jen was just saying then like it's impossible to actually sustain we almost know that so we, we do something like restrict our calories and punish ourselves with exercise and it might last maybe like three or four weeks the first time but because you hated it the next time you do it, you think, well, actually, I didn't like it and I did it for three to four weeks. So this time I'll do more exercise, restrict myself even more. And that way I don't need to do it for as long. But ultimately what happens is you don't do it as, for, as long anyway because you physically can't sustain it because you're a human being. You're not a robot. It's absolutely normal to not be able to consume somewhere between 800 and 1,200 calories a day whilst training twice a day. It's impossible to sustain that. It's unhealthy to sustain that. So even if it was sustainable, it would be incredibly unhealthy. And realistically, well, realistically what happens is we, we go on this journey and whether you're on it for a day, a month, a year, you hate it. You find zero happiness from it whatsoever. You get to that point, if you're the 1% of people that are able to, for whatever reason, sustain this, punish yourself and get to a point where you finally lose that three stone and you feel no different whatsoever. Although that's a lie, you do, you feel different, you feel worse though. You feel tired, you feel stressed. You probably unhappier than you was when you first got started you've probably developed some eating habits that are incredibly unhealthy potentially disordered you're now in a position where you actually check your body more often are probably more critical of your body you're definitely more critical of your daily habits because you're constantly thinking that you're a failure 
if you was unable to get to that third class of the day or you went over your 1,200 calorie target and what you do is you change what you believe is normal. And when anything goes outside of that kind of range, you're like, well, I failed then, not good enough. And then we beat ourselves up and the cycle continues again. And I think something that I've seen that I find quite difficult is when people do get to that point, if they've got to that point by that restriction and over-exercising and things like that, when they get to that end point, that target weight, say, for example, when they don't know what to do then because what habits do they do now? They've got habits where they lose weight and habits where they were gaining weight. Like, what what do they do now? Like, where's, where's that middle ground and, and how do I just live my life? And I think that that element of confusion that comes at that point is where often people tend to fall back into old habits and see that weight creeping back on. And, and then you end up back in that cycle again. And I think that that kind of desire to get to that point, then that point's gone. It's difficult psychologically. It's difficult to say that word, isn't it? Difficult psychologically mm. as well, because you've probably been dieting and then kind of trying to diet again and then trying a different diet. And so when somebody actually says to you, the goal right now is a weight loss, it feels uncomfortable because you don't know any different. You know, I've always just been dieting and trying to lose weight. So yeah. maintaining, that doesn't feel nice. I don't like the idea of not changing. Yet for the last 20 years, it's been a roller coaster. It's been up and down. Mm. So the thought of nothing changing is uncomfortable and it's confusing and it doesn't really make sense. And also, it almost removes purpose, doesn't it? Mm. It's that desire, well, I've got nothing to aim for then. Mm. Nothing to focus on. When in reality... It's that focus, that desire for the end result that's holding you back from ever actually getting anywhere in the first place. So I think obviously the big thing is, well, if I'm not doing that, what do I do instead? Like, how, how do I enjoy the journey? Because I think for a lot of us, that feels like a impossible task. Like if someone had said to me, like when I wanted to change my habits, like, oh, enjoy it. I'd have been mm. like, hey, say a word <laughs> instead of thing. Yeah. Um, so what we need to do is instead focus on each day at a time so instead of thinking about that point in the future of where we want to be let's just focus on each day at a time and what is going to allow us to move towards that end point so find exercise that you actually really enjoy doing and rest when you need to rest from that exercise don't punish yourself with back-to-back classes and exhaust yourself and end up like taking a week's rest because you're so tired, find a nice balance between rest and an enjoyable exercise that makes you feel really good, boost your mood. Once your mood's boost, everything feels easier. Create that balance with food. So find ways to enjoy the foods that you love right now. So the foods that you are eating, find ways to make them a little bit more nutritionally dense. Maybe try and reduce a few calories. Maybe reduce your portion size a little bit. Add some extra veggies in there. Put a little bit of protein in there as well. Like, Try and manipulate the meals that you already love eating so that you get the real benefits of it, but you're not completely changing your whole diet to get there. So you still get that real enjoyment from food. And find a way to understand how social occasions can still be enjoyed as part of that journey because if we want this to stick for a long period of time we, we, we're not going to be able to cut out social events for the rest of our life so we need to find a way to include them within our day, daily weekly monthly habits whatever it may be and then also find that way to speak a little bit kinder to ourselves show ourselves that self-compassion that 
that idea of speaking to ourselves in a way that we would to a friend, a relative, uh, your daughter, your mum, whatever it may be. I like the thought process of speak to yourself in a way you'd speak to a stranger. You should never read to strangers, are you? No, that's very true. Because you might be a little bit rude to some of your pals, a little yeah. bit. Not in a nasty way, like in a joking way. Mm. But a stranger, you're nice, aren't you? Yeah, if hold, you're a nice human. You'd hold the door open for a stranger. Yeah. Why wouldn't you hold the door open for yourself, though? Very good point. That's a question. That'd be quite a difficult thing to do. You kind of do hold the door open for yourself every time you go through one, do you not? That was a bad analogy. No, it wasn't. It was, because you hold the door open to get through it. Well, you need to voice that as well. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, it's basically just finding a way of creating habits that feel really good when you do them, isn't it? Yeah. And by doing all of this, it always centres around this idea of the fact that you cannot hate yourself or you cannot hate your way to a body that you love Mm -hmm. but you can respect your way to a body that you love and when you show respect to your body and you treat it well by fueling it with the amount of food that it needs because your body needs food on a day-to-day basis by providing it with uh, movement that you enjoy by speaking to yourself in a way in which you show respect to yourself and by that, as we were just touching on, it means, you know, not calling yourself and criticising yourself and judging yourself when you didn't go to the gym. You know, and think about the fact that you rested. When we do all of these things, we have a much more positive relationship with ourselves, with our mind, with our body, with food. And it's because we're actually enjoying the process. Because we're not waking up thinking, right, I've got to go and punish my body this morning at this class. And I'm not going to eat first because that's going to help. And then for dinner, I'm going to have this small amount of food, and it's just that constant lack of respect that we're showing to ourselves. We're not treating our bodies in the way that our body deserves. We're not treating our minds in the way that our mind deserves. And because of all that, we feel worse. We don't enjoy the process. We feel terrible. And it, like we've touched on already, that either means that you don't get there because you actually hate the process, or you do and you're still unhappy. And I'm pretty sure neither of those journeys are ones that we want to continue being on, which is why it's so important that we show that respect, we treat our bodies well, we treat our mind well, and we are okay with the fact that this journey might take a year and not a month, but if we're continually on the same four-week plan every four weeks, then it's taken longer than a year already, hasn't it? It's taken years and years and years, so let's, let's just think about what can we do today? What habits can I create today? How can I speak to myself in a more positive way today? And how can I enjoy the process? Yeah, and I suppose that's what it is, isn't it? You, you're creating happiness and joy in the process. You're not waiting for it to come at a certain end point. It's focusing on those daily habits, those daily behaviours that allow you to feel really, 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 really great now. Like, literally right now, like, find something that makes you feel good in the moment and do it. So look at your habits, look at your behaviours, look at how you can change them so that you actually enjoy them more. Find a way to make them attractive and desirable and you'll find everything else falls into place when you're actually loving what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. So change, try and work on changing your perspective. So rather than the goal being to hit a certain number on the scales, focus on making the goal to be feel to making the goal to be to feel and that was a mouthful so rather than focusing on a number on the scales as a bit of a goal focus on feeling amazing every day as your goal and and how your habits and behaviors will allow you to do that and you'll be really really shocked 
how huge of an impact this can have on your life and the changes that you make in your life if you do that. 100%. And I think just to kind of round up a little bit, it's really important we kind of look at the other side really quickly and just say like, there's going to be bits that you don't absolutely love. And that's not what it's about. It's not about loving. Let's say, for example, and this isn't everybody, but let's say, for example, you're somebody who at some point in your journey, you're tracking calories. And like I say, that's not everybody. But if you are, you're not going to get my fitness pal out and be like, oh my God, this is incredible. I'm absolutely loving tracking my calories. This is so fun. That's not what we're saying. And I think we probably need to do another episode on that. At yeah, some maybe point in, in the future. Show up for your future self. Yeah, showing up for your future self, and but that comes down to that level of respect that you show in your yeah. body. Um, when we talk about enjoyment, it's about finding jo- enjoyment in the, in the exercise that you do, but also knowing that it might still be difficult. There might still be times where it's, oh. and I had it last week actually. There was days I didn't really fancy going to the gym. It didn't mean I didn't enjoy the workout. I just didn't fancy going. But a lot of the time we think, and again, this is going off on a massive tangent, but I just wanted to touch on it. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't train. It just means that you don't actually want to go. You want to be there already. And you, you know, I think if you're constantly at the gym and hating it, that's when you need to find another form of exercise that you enjoy. If you just don't want to go, that's pretty normal, like to be a bit oh, yeah. tired and just be like, oh, I can't bother today. So Me I think Friday it's... night trying to go to jujitsu, 7pm on a Friday night. I was like, I haven't like, exactly. I don't, I don't want to go. Got there, was buzzing. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, so I think best time. I think if you're in your journey now, don't feel like well, I just hate the the phrase that a lot of people say like, oh, you just love the process. It's not always that simple. (laughs) Like it's not about majority of the time. Yeah, it's not, and also what it's not about is doing what you're currently doing, but trying to enjoy it. So if you're somebody who's consuming like a thousand calories a day and training twice, it's not about how can I make that enjoyable. It's about how can I change that so that it's enjoyable. Mm. Because I guarantee that's not what you need to be doing. But hopefully that's given you an insight into how you can now focus on the process rather than just what the end point is going to be. Because ultimately, it's health and fitness. There is no end point. We focus mm-hmm. on it every single day for the rest of our lives. So it's really important that we do enjoy it because we're here for as long as we're here for. And the last thing we want to do is get to the last day, look back and think, well, I hated that. And the ultimate goal is to just be thriving thriving as the best version of you and the things that make you feel happy on a day-to-day basis are going to allow you to do that and you know what i've got an on-the-spot question that's going to make you happy today oh go on then you're going to enjoy this one yeah okay uh thank you for this one sarah by the way let's get emailed through again excellent which never helps um make sure i think i've said this before on the podcast send them to my dms (laughs) Because I have to delete them before Jen sees them. And if Jen's already on the email, she's going to see it before I do. Um, so make sure you DM me them. But thanks for it anyway. Uh, this is a fantastic question. Okay, go You're going to love this. If you were invited to attend Hogwarts... <gasps> Stop. Which Hogwarts house would you choose? If you could. If I could, well, I can't. Because I saw it in that, I'll choose farming. Although I've seen what happened when they put it on Harry's head. He wasn't going into... Well, that's a very good point. He argued against it, didn't he? Mm. In actual fact, when I did that little thingy online which tells you where you're supposed to be, mm. I ended up with Slytherin. Oh, so I was a bit upset about that. Little bit. Um, I am a massive nerd, so I feel like I'd end up in like Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff. Like, oh, you're a Hufflepuff. In yeah. one of those ones that no one's really bothered about. Yeah. <laughs> to be a character in the background who's just like dead good at like spells and stuff. But Obviously, really everyone wants to be in Gryffindor, really, don't they? I think I'd be in Gryffindor. I am brave and courageous. They're qualities of Gryffindor, right? Yeah. I think they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely. I feel like I remember looking at all the qualities of the houses once and I was 
Hufflepuff, I think. <laughs> I know the question like... wasn't for me, but I think I, I genuinely think I'd, I'd managed to get into Gryffindor. I know that's a big statement to oh, make. Oh, all right, Harry. But I think I'd be Harry Potter. <laughs> I think I would. Do you know what? I think I'd do a better acting performance than him as well. Can you can you research the qualities of the house so I can make a better informed decision? I've not got my phone on me. Um, what am I looking for? So house qualities, Harry Potter, something like that, and see what it says. I feel like this will help me make my decision. Gryffindor. Yeah. Courage, bravery. Oh, see, I was right. I said courage and bravery, didn't I? Nerve and chivalry. Chivalry, yeah. Um, do you know why? I could, do you know why I know this? Because I did it when I was teaching Harry Potter in Year Six. <laughs> Oh, really? I and we looked at the qualities of the houses. Love that. Because um, our table names in the class were um, Hufflepuff houses. Yeah, go on. Hard work, patience, yeah. justice, and loyalty. Yeah, that's why I'd be in Hufflepuff. Potentially, yeah. I think that I think that is you and the other two. I can't find now. Uh, oh, here we go. Ravenclaw: intelligence, learning, wisdom, and wit. Well, you know I am quite witty. And then Slytherin, ambition, cunning, leadership, and resourcefulness. Right, well. I feel like that's not very, that's not harsh enough for Slytherin. <laughs> it's, not. it's not. There needs to be more brutal words in there. There must have been some nice people in Slytherin, though. Do you think? I don't know. Like those ones that they don't tell you about. They're all snakes, if you ask me. If anybody knew what Ginger said, you should be a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> Although not necessarily, you can't all speak to snakes, can you? I can't no. remember now. No, I don't no it's only Harry and Baldy. Harry and Baldy, he pals Baldi with them both. Baldy, 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 Right, this Baldi, week's joke. Baldy, 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 Is this it Harry Potter related? No. Oh. But you're going to like it. Okay. It's on your level. I feel like the jokes that are being sent in now are on Jen's level. Pegged, like, pegged where I'm at. Yeah, people, people have really people pegged like. where you're at. So, if you've listened to the last, maybe like, I don't want to call people out for jokes that aren't on Jen's level, so I'm just going to like the last... 10, 20 episodes, something like that. They've been like, just to give you an idea, one-liners, quick, witty, simple. I like the story so as well. Bit silly. No, I know you do, but you sometimes get a bit lost in a story. Like <laughs> I've told Jen jokes that if it takes you longer than 60 seconds, she's no chance. Because she gets 30 seconds in, she starts asking questions, and then it's not funny anymore. So you, the good thing about a one-liner is there's no time for her to really ask a question. I'm inquisitive. Yeah. yeah exactly. I have an inquisitive mind. Yeah. That's why you're in Hufflepuff. <laughs> right, so. What's made of leather and sounds like a sneeze? I don't know. A shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's good in that, isn't it? There's a f- Do you know what? I'll be honest, sometimes when jokes come in, I'm like, I've heard that, but not for years. That one, never heard ever. Oh my gosh, I love that's, that one. That's gone up into my top ten. I love that so much. And you could retell that. Go on, see if you could retell it. What's lever and sounds like a sneeze? A shoe. Yeah, you could. Go on. See, I went for it. I went for a bit of um. You actually learnt it drama this week. then. Like properly. I learnt properly learnt it. I'll forget it by tomorrow. If anyone's I've not forgot, by the way, the reason we called it. Well, I mean, obviously we called it learn it or burn it because learn and burn it. Listen, learn and burn. But it's because Jen is terrible at learning jokes, aren't you? I've just got really bad memory. I can't, I honestly, I just can't remember anything unless I write it down. When do you ever write a joke down? Never. So why would I remember it? Why don't you journal them? Journal jokes. Hmm? So if I hear a really good joke, that one that you did today was good. What did I do today? That's That song by that band called Dodgy Cat or something. Dodgy Cat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you see it. <laughs> that was on your story, wasn't it? So people have probably seen it. Yeah, apparently there's a, an artist called Dodgy Cat. I don't know if we're saying it right. I think it's Doja K. 
or something like that. But it's spelled D O J A and then cat, C A T. So I said, like, Dodger Cat. And on that note, Reggie's ended the podcast. I think that's because I said cat. Get. He's like, oh, there's a cat upstairs. Say what? Cat? Can someone say cat? No, it's my laugh. I always wake him up with my laugh. That is genuinely what it is. So, have a great week. We're going to disappear really, really Harry Potter style. We're going to apparate downstairs and see to Reggie. Like, make sure you subscribe so you get the latest updates. Make sure you give us a little rating and review and share it with a friend. Absolutely. Have a fabulous week. Oh, by the way, we've got a Christmas mini-series coming up, which we didn't have a chance to tell you because Reggie started back and it's going to be really quick. It's going to be the whole of December. We've got four or five episodes that are all devoted to Christmas. I've got it in really quick. Reggie hasn't barked yet because we're going to go. Have and a Phil day. is going to read the Terms and Conditions. Mm-hmm. That is his new job. <laughs> Bye. See you later.